0: Whoa, guys, we're back yet again for another Spooktober episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is JD, who's here with me? It's Michelle! Yay! It's Yay. still Michelle after all this time. I haven't it's run her off It's always Michelle. It's always we haven't yeah. ruined each other's lives yet with this horror movie podcast we record ostensibly once a week, sometimes twice a week.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's still two months before this episode comes out, so maybe by then we'll, we'll have ruined. Yeah, each there's other's
0: probably lives. gonna be a movie drop somewhere right about mid-September that we have such a huge argument about that nobody's ever actually gonna hear any of these. Uh, but, you know, yeah. maybe.
1: I am definitely concerned about that. I'm not a
0: confrontational <laughs> person. So our first
1: debate that we had on this show, I think it was prevenge. And I was like, oh, God, oh. I don't like fighting, but you're so wrong. Oh, you. Well, I think we
0: might. Uh,
1: <laughs> I know. We might I have know. an interesting scenario
0: going on today as well. I know. Uh, so we're talking about, uh, uh, you know, as we have been doing, you know, normally we talk about the new release, uh, original and exclusive Shutter movies. For October, we're going back and picking up uh, some titles that we missed uh, that, that were released before we started the show. And today we're talking about one of those titles. Uh, this is a movie called Lucky from 2020, I believe, maybe 2021. Yes. Uh, I believe originally like got a festival release in 2020 and was released on Shudder in 2021, I believe. Uh, anyway, as we do. Uh, we're going to read the, uh, uh, the the description of the film from the Shudder website. Uh, and here it is. This one's called Lucky. Uh, May, a self-help author with all the answers, suddenly finds herself stalked by a masked man who mysteriously reappears every night, even when she kills him. May struggles to get help from the people around her as she fights to stay alive. Is this paranoia, or is she doomed to accept her new reality? a shutter original Michelle yeah so before normally I would ask <laughs> you for your spoiler free thoughts but we already have a little behind the scenes idea of what's going on here so mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna point out right away uh, that my thoughts on this movie are I fucking love it uh, I think it's really 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 great and unique and interesting and uses a lot of horror movie elements. Uh, in in uh, some pretty unique ways to, to get its message across. Uh, I thought it was a pretty effective uh, telling of that, uh, of that message. I enjoyed this movie so much that I actually put it on my top 10 films uh, of 2021. Uh, it was in the number 10 spot, right on the edge of the list. Uh, but that's how I felt about this film. This film gets a 5-skull a, a rating from me, and even after watching it again, I still think it does. I love this movie. Uh, that's my thoughts uh, uh-huh. on the film Lucky. Michelle, where do you uh-huh. come down on this movie? I've been waiting for this.
1: I know, because you you don't fully know my opinion. I will say, uh, first off, the very first time I watched this movie, it would have gotten a one skull out of five for me. Wow. And if we, if we had done this episode that first time, uh, it would have been terrible, uh, terrible review. <laughs> oh. Um However, uh, we will discuss it more in the spoiler section. Right. Watching it a second time after a year has passed and I have had time to ruminate. Um, I still did not love it. But I will bump it up, and give it a 3 out of 5. All
0: right, and so, I have
1: very specific reasons why.
0: So that's a 3 out of 5 from Michelle, a 5 out of 5 for me. Those of you who are good at math know that that's a 4 skull average, uh, which is mm-hmm. frankly a pretty solid average for a, for a movie here on We Watch Shudder. It's the, usually how it goes. <laughs> There's one of us is a big, big fan, and the other one, ooh, really not. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, if you want to go, uh, so uh, just to give you a quick, uh, so the movie is is very much about, I, I should warn you if you haven't seen it and you want to go watch it, uh, it does have a lot of themes of of domestic violence and and uh, man-on-woman violence uh, and, and that sort of thing that's heavily uh, steeped in those themes. Uh, and there are some some aggressive violence scenes here. So if that sort of thing is is troubling to you, you may want to go in with that well in mind. Uh, Might not exactly be the movie for you, uh, but uh, otherwise, yeah, if you want to check it out before we really dig into it, this is where you're going to want to go do that. All right. Gave him the chance to do that. So, Michelle. Uh Uh-huh. Please tell me what you didn't like so much about this movie because I thought it was a brilliant uh, reimagining of a sort of slasher film with a completely different context.
1: Yes. So... uh... The main thing that it came down to both the first time I watched it and then the second time, once I had time to process and rewatching it again, it is not enjoyable for me to watch this. It is irritating. It is deliberately annoying to the point that it is uncomfortable. And I think that is partially because of life experiences where watching this and seeing the helplessness, I hated, hated, hated watching it the first time okay also the first time that i watched it um i guess this is the spoiler section so we can talk about it but uh the message is kind of you know like you said man on woman violence and women uh you know existing and men kind of tearing them down to put it lightly um And at the time that I watched this, I don't remember what exactly was going on, but there was definitely a lot of stuff in the news with those same kind of themes. And it felt like this was trying to capitalize off of that a lot more than I have now, you know, with separation and reading it, uh, reading more from the creator. It felt like it was trying to capitalize and make a point more than it was trying to be a good movie. Um, I have since realized that this was her way of getting out uh, the creator and the star, whose name I have Bria Grant.
0: Um, It's right in front of me here. Yeah, don't worry. I didn't just remember that. It's literally right (laughs) in front of my face.
1: Good. I was going to go look. (laughs) Um, But this was her own way of getting out her frustrations about, you know, the same kind of message. And knowing that definitely was reassuring. Because at the time, you don't know what the creators are doing. And it felt like capitalizing rather than... You know really relate to an issue oh that, so. yeah
0: that's interesting because uh, I like I know what you're saying and I've had that experience many times before obviously where I feel like, uh, like it feels exploitational right like that's where that that uh-huh. terminology comes from uh, I didn't get that from this movie I the first time I saw it I I, I just I don't know I just got an impression from it uh, that this isn't uh, this isn't exploitational this is timely this is a movie that's happening yeah. now uh, not because it's trying to take advantage of the climate right now but because it, I think it felt like now was the right time to do it um, exactly
1: and I I do understand that now I, that was part of right. my, my low score the first time now I completely get it it was just so saturated at that time sure. that everything felt like it was trying to pander and that's not the movie's fault that was bad timing sure um, and at that I, moment but somehow good timing I also you know?
0: definitely relate to uh what you're saying about how a lot of it just being difficult to watch uh because uh I, I imagine for a lot of uh, of women this movie is going to be difficult to watch uh, at least more difficult than it was for me uh because I mean that's like the <laughs> the the general thrust of this movie is Men are out there just being incredibly violent to women all the time, and everybody just doesn't take it seriously at all, right? Like, there's this, yeah. this beautiful sequence right there in the middle of the film where she's sitting after about like the fourth or fifth attack from this random dude who shows up and she kills him and then he just disappears and then he comes back again and everybody thinks she's crazy uh, or everybody thinks she might be covering up for her husband or and that that wonderful scene where there's like four different people all coming at her at once and the one dude just kind of breaks out in song at one point. I felt That is
1: my favorite part yes, of the movie. Yes, I thought yes. I
0: felt like it did an incredible job of creating this experience where I think May the character genuinely starts to believe herself that she might actually be crazy. Like they start yes. like I thought it did an incredible job of presenting that experience of knowing that this is happening. Of knowing that, like, there's like, and nobody will take you seriously to the point where you start to doubt your own sanity. I thought it did that really, really, really well.
1: Um, I am curious. Did you understand from the very beginning what was happening, what the overall message was?
0: No, I had an idea a- a- as soon as it started, and there's actually something else about it that I didn't pick up on the first time I watched it. Uh, I watched it a couple of times way back when, uh, in late mm-hmm. December, I believe, is when I first saw it. Uh, and then I didn't see it again until we rewatched movies for recording here. And there's an element in the film that I didn't catch those first couple of times that adds a whole nother layer to it. But no, I didn't understand entirely. Uh, there was a period where I thought... Uh, The killer was some sort of psychological manifestation of her husband. I I was part of that team. I was like, okay, maybe that's what's Uh going on. Uh, I dropped that very quickly. Uh, I I think it was about that scene where uh, she suddenly starts having that weird interaction with all of those people at the same time. When it really started cementing in my head what this was about, and then when you get to the, the the crazy like psychotic break sequence where she's in the in the parking garage again, and she's with her friend, and they're being chased by multiple masked psychopaths, and each one has their own unique masked psychopath, uh, and they're bumping into uh, to other people, and they're having this discussion about like if this is just how it is now, or if there's anything we can do. Uh, It it all slowly, until when they finally get to the end uh, and she pulls the mask off. I'm not typically a big, like, I guess I shouldn't say I'm not a fan of it, but that kind of last shot reveal is such a risky thing, right? Because you're putting so much weight on that one moment of the movie that it's either going to work or it's not. And it's probably going to make or break the movie for a lot of people. I got it. I liked what it was trying to say. I thought the effect was good enough that it didn't take me out of it. And I really enjoyed how it ended. How did that work for you?
1: We had entirely different experiences of this movie. Uh, I mean, going back to the first time of viewing it, uh, because obviously I'm in on it now, uh, the first couple I don't I can't say first couple of minutes I guess like the second time she gets attacked I immediately went oh this is a metaphor and I get it and I understand so I was viewing it through that lens and partially like I'm I was so irritated on her behalf and I also knew it was a metaphor and so there is no big, payoff for me sure. and that reveal at the end I hated. Really? <laughs> because yeah, I, I really didn't like it because I was like, I sat through this whole movie and that's it. And I'm so irritated and there was nothing to pay off for me. So that's why I think I had such a, a visceral reaction the first time because I was like, I, I watched this whole thing and it was uncomfortable, and I didn't like it at all. There were certain scenes that I did find uh, entertaining, like the the parking garage, the uh, people talking around her. One that I really liked, and I think more of this would have changed uh, my experience of it, is that I wish that there had been more cryptic scenes like where you know everything they're saying has a double meaning and you're trying to piece that together so like when she sees the uh, I can't remember the exact dialogue but it's when she's talking to I can't remember the woman but the person she goes to stay in their house okay with the, the son uh, when she goes to uh, stay with them and she sees a scar on her back and she's like oh everybody has this or whatever it is Mm -hmm. those kind of scenes where it's so overtly cryptic and you start reading into the dialogue a lot more are really parts that I enjoyed and I wish there had been more of that and less of you know a normal life with some weird stuff happening if sure. everything could have been like a double meaning when you're looking back in a uh, hindsight yeah. it would have it would have been
0: much and, more enjoyable. yeah and so to, so to talk about a couple of points that you mentioned there uh firstly like uh that's definitely one of the uh, the risks you run with a certain type of horror movie is you know you're trying to do things that make people uncomfortable right we've talked about this i have problems yep. with things that involve children yep. Uh, I, I have real difficulty mm-hmm. with that. And it's the kind of thing that, you know, it's, it, you take that risk with a movie like that. And for some people it's going to work and yep. for some people it's not. And so I totally understand that, how it could be the kind of thing where it's just, it's not, it, it's too uncomfortable because of your perspective, right? And I get that. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, the movie, in, in a lot of ways, I think I enjoyed it more because I felt like, I felt like I learned something more about just the overall nature of the female experience from the movie, and so I uh-huh. think that's why I maybe have some more value from it is because I was, I am a kind of person who could stand to learn or hear what this movie is trying to say, whereas you are a person who is probably already well aware of everything this movie is trying to say. Um, yeah,
1: and that was one of my notes is that there are going to be people like me who are in on it immediately and there's just no big takeaway there's there's no big payoff and i don't really think that's the movie's fault i think it's just a risk that it takes like like you said right. that's why i'm i'm kind of glad we didn't watch this and then record an episode the first time i saw it because In hindsight, I was very harsh. Like I said, it would have been one out of five because I was so annoyed with no payoff. (laughs) And now it's like, no, I understand. I respect it a lot more. I've had time to, you know... Get over it's, my annoyance. It's a lot.
0: <laughs> uh, it's a lot more allegorical uh, than a lot mm-hmm. of the the horror movies that I tend to enjoy. Uh, I, I look. I, I think very uh, obviously one of the reasons I also really got into this is again we've talked about it before. I tend to really enjoy just the slasher form, uh, and I thought again mm-hmm. that this was an interesting inversion of that slasher form. Uh, The one thing that I did want to talk about, because you talk about those cryptic things, and this is that thing that I mentioned just a little while ago where I didn't notice it the first couple of times, and I did this time around. Mm -hmm. There's a scene later in the film uh, where she's talking, I believe, to her psychiatrist, uh, and he says something about how, like, talking about when this started, and he mentions, like, well, it started in in the parking garage, right? And if we think back to the beginning of the film, there is a scene where she's just leaving her book agent's office and she's in that parking garage and I never put it together but here's what happens in that parking garage. She's walking to her car and in the distance she hears someone else scream and she pauses for a moment and then she just goes about her life. And that's where everything starts to fall apart. And then there's that, and that seeing that and catching that this time brought so much more weight to that later sequence in the garage where she's arguing back and forth with the other lady about like, you know, whether or not there's any point in trying to fight it or if this is just the new reality now and we have to deal with it. Uh, I feel like there's a certain amount of, uh, I, I don't even know how to take that, really. It's something that I would love to sit down with Bria Grant as the writer of this film and mm-hmm. ask if there's actually something there because it feels like there's almost this thread of, of guilt in, in that, mm-hmm. that like a part of this is that we also don't act and believe each other enough, uh, like believe each other, I think is where, what I want to emphasize there. And so I don't know, Uh, but I thought that was an interesting element that definitely had some, they like, they don't talk about it at all. They just mention it. And I thought that added some really, some really interesting and and somewhat cryptic implications. Did you catch any of that?
1: I was about to say, I did not catch that, but I do like what you're saying. And I completely agree that if that was intentional, it's very smart because it's saying, you know, that we don't. Really care, and we're kind of bystanders until it happens to us. Right, would be kind of the right the message that I could take away from that if it's deliberate, and, and I I do think that's a pretty uh like good element to include yeah. if deliberate. Yeah, I yeah. I I I,
0: I, uh, I just I and again like. Uh, I I totally I I was so afraid that we were going to come into this episode and you were going to tell me that I was just like (laughs) totally wrong about this be about what my impressions of this movie were and that I like it's not nearly as empowering as I I, I seem to think it was. But no, I totally get it now. Uh, Yeah, I can definitely I and like I I, when I first saw this film, I told several uh, of my my female friends uh, about it because of the message it presents and 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 what it's talking about here and and made sure to let them know like you need to understand like this is not super gory or super like incredible violent but the type of violence it is you you need to Mm -hmm. to be really careful with uh and and I think that's an important thing to play out but I totally understand how this might be too much or not the right movie for some people
1: yeah, and it's not even like the horrifying element that was too much for me, it was just irritating. Like I, I can't put it like a better way cuz it-, it was just so annoying yes. to watch this going on and knowing what's happening, like it's just not enjoyable for me. Right, it's like... Um one one really weird uh oh I do have to also comment that I was really looking forward to this episode cuz I knew that you were dreading it <laughs> and I knew how you felt You're about the this worst. movie. I know but we don't talk about like the movies until until we're recording for we don't talk and about lucky I...
0: <laughs> club until we talk about yeah. lucky club
1: exactly and if it's your first time at lucky club you have to fight a man in a parking garage <laughs> oh, a, I would
0: lose with a creepy mask I, who doesn't even yeah. have a, a uniform face
1: <laughs> yeah I have spaghetti arms I would be no use um But uh, uh, one thing that I'm kind of curious about, so I happened to watch another movie that I do like... That has a uh, really heavy message and is completely cryptic. And I happen to watch that within a couple of days of watching this one. And I am curious do you like Dario Argento's mother?
0: <laughs> First of all, you
1: do not. Uh,
0: do you? <laughs> which one? Uh, are, are, do you mean Darren Aronofsky's mother? With...
1: Sorry. Yes. I, <laughs> met, I got my DA.
0: No, that's, my that, that makes sense. I was just like, wait a minute. Yeah. You said Dario Argento, and I was about to say <laughs> yes. Uh, and then you said mother. And I was, well, no, he did make a movie called The Mother of Tears. Is that maybe what she's talking about? No. no. I, uh, I got Darren Aronofsky's myself. mother is a piece of trash, and that's all I'm going to say about See, that. It's a, it's a yep, garbage that's, film.
1: <laughs> that's what I find so interesting. Oh, God. because you and I have completely different reactions to kind of like overall, like a message that's done cryptically and it's irritating to watch. And I knew that you did not like mother. I remember you ranting about it I have, I have it all Facebook. sorts of problems
0: with Darren Aronofsky in general. Darren Aronofsky <laughs> yeah, has fair. made essentially the same <laughs> film about 15 times. He has one theme. His theme is somebody becoming so obsessed with something that it destroys their life. Uh, And I once uh, asked on Facebook, how many times is Darren Aronofsky going to make the same movie about somebody becoming so obsessed with something that it ruins their life? Uh, And Josh Trumbo, a mutual friend of ours, very wisely (laughs) said to me, probably until it ruins his life. (laughs) And I was like, God damn it. Why didn't I think of that? That's perfect. Anyway, that's true, that's no, <laughs> but, no, I'll, I'll fill yeah, you. Just, in, I'll uh... fill you in some other time on everything I hate about Darren Aronofsky's mother, oh, which might be I... uh, <laughs> the single most. Look, here's the thing. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty oh, no. sure. Oh, I'm no. pretty sure Darren Aronofsky's mother. It was at least in contention for, and may have won the Palme d'Or at Cannes. Uh, and I believe it won, and I'm pretty sure the only two horror movies I know of that have ever won the Palme d'Or at Cannes are Darren Aronofsky's Mother and uh, Julia de Corno's uh, Titan and both of those movies are trash. If Cannes tells you it's a good horror movie, run. Run, 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 run. Don't listen to those French people at Cannes. <laughs> they don't know shit about horror. That's all I wanted to say.
1: <laughs> I, I wish... Okay, now I kind of wish that we had recorded this immediately after I saw Lucky for the first time. <laughs> so we could each have a visceral reaction to a movie because oh. I remembered that. I, I was pretty sure, anyway, you dislike a lot of things. Uh, um, I do. I, I do. You're not wrong. I, re- I remembered a rant on Facebook and I was pretty sure it was about Mother. Yeah. And then I remembered several rants about Mother. Mm-hmm. And I happened to watch it like a day, within a day or two of watching Lucky because it was on some streaming platform and I was like that's very interesting that this that has a cryptic message and is like oh I didn't think the same thing, I didn't, think, I didn't find
0: mother cryptic at all I understood exactly what he was trying to say and that's why I hated it
1: uh there's like 10 different meanings and we can argue about it <laughs> yeah time.
0: well the message uh, I got from it was trash Earth. anyway uh, We just <laughs> that's another discussion for another time Michelle bonus episode yeah so uh so yeah uh, lucky uh if if you're into slasher movies and and into movies that uh invert some tropes in interesting ways this is one you might want to check out uh again be well aware that uh there are some heavy themes of domestic violence and and male on on female violence that are happening here uh but also understand that it's uh it's tackling those issues and i felt uh, a pretty creative way. Michelle uh, uh, wasn't as taken, but more for reasons where uh, it's just sort of personal perspective. And yeah, this movie is, uh, it's just, yeah, every, I, I, I imagine there are going to be a lot of female <laughs> horror fans like yourself who have a similar reaction to this film. They're going to yeah, be, and I, I have to they're say not going to be I horrified because them. they're just going to yeah. be like, yeah, this is just our lives. Why did it take a movie for you to understand this? And you're right why did it take a movie <laughs> but
1: yeah i i have to say that usually when i dislike a movie it's because i'm like wow this is a trash movie and i hate everything about it and bad acting mm-hmm. and all these other things for this no it's just unwatchable for me it's very uncomfortable i did not have a good time either time but i do respect what the writer and star was going for it i respect it i just hate it and i'm <laughs> glad that people
0: like jd i think that's a very fair uh, i think that's a yes. very fair way to come down about this one uh so yep. that's lucky you guys michelle what are we talking about on our next spooktober episode
1: next we're talking about slacks slacks
0: two x's. two x's just double x slacks x. not triple x slacks it's not porno yep, slacks nope. it's not not extra 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 large slacks. slacks you would love would porno slacks love-
1: I would love extra-large porno slacks.
0: Triple extra-large porno slacks on the next episode. (laughs) Coming
1: to the stage. Triple X slacks. Keep it going. Say goodnight, Michelle. (laughs) Goodnight, Michelle.